Welcome to Oncofarm. I'm your host, John Bazaar. I am a professor of pharmacy practice here at the supporting sponsor of Oncofarm, East Tennessee State's University, uh, University's Bill Gatton College of Pharmacy. Uh, sent out a, a call last week saying, uh, not a phone call, mind you, but a you know a tweet uh, asking for ideas for for deep dives. All right, because I had some time. Uh, before I'm back on service in October to really kind of dig into a topic kind of deeply. i got some good ideas. I'm going to talk about same-day GCSF, giving it the same day as chemo in the future, some more uh, leukemia stuff. Uh, but one topic, uh, shout out to Caitlin Crawford who said sarcoma. It's like, deep dive in sarcoma? That is not a pool I want to swim in. Uh, I think I speak the oncology language relatively well, but sarcomas are foreign to me. Uh, so this is going to be, uh, this is sarcoma in a nutshell, all right? And it's going to be pretty superficial, big picture sort of stuff. And hopefully, uh, at least for me, helped uh, give, uh, uh, provide a, a framework or a scaffolding for how to how to think about this disease. Sar sar sarcomas are cancers of connective tissue. So this could be, this could be fat, right? So uh, a cancer of fat would be like a, a liposarcoma, a benign would be a lipoma. For example, uh, cancers of muscle, uh, peripheral nerves, uh, nerve sheaths in the uh, peripheral nervous system around that, blood vessels. Okay, these are these are not common. I should have started with that. These are not common. Um, first thing I did was go to my copy of uh, Davida from like 2005, which I snagged from the MUC Drug Information Center because they were thrown away. It's come in handy, but it's pretty old. And then I found out. Just a game changer that we have access to Davida as an ebook here through the medical library, which is great. So I go to the, the sarcoma chapter, and there's a lot of great information, which uh, is where I get most of this, and I'm going to summarize. So this is about 1% of all cancers are sarcomas. Um, <clears throat> about half of people who are diagnosed with a sarcoma will die from that sarcoma, okay? So we don't do great. It is primarily a surgical disease. Surgery is how you cure these folks, all right? We need to make sure we state that, all right? Um, you can classify sarcomas a lot of different ways, and it's important to, to think about how they're classified because the, the specific names of these things, again, it's a different language that I don't speak because I don't see it very often. So you could think of this as soft tissue sarcomas versus bone and cartilage cancers, which would be osteosarcomas and uh, uh uh, Encodromas and osteochondromas and chondrosarcomas, those are our bone osteosarcoma and cartilage cancers, okay? And then we've got the soft tissue sarcoma. Now, you can classify this histologically. You can classify this based on uh, complexity of the cancer genome, and you can classify this based on location, which is why it's kind of tricky to figure out and wrap your head around this, all right? So, before the advent that we are in now of, of the, the genomic era when we evaluate cancers, you know, the histologic uh, classification uh, was probably what was most common. So this would be like adipocytic, I'm talking about soft tissue sarcomas now, adipocytic, neural, vascular, perivascular, smooth muscle, or skeletal muscle sarcomas, okay? Um, side of disease is really important as well, though. Uh, regardless of whether it's an adipocytic uh, uh, sarcoma, where is it on the body is really important because it's a surgical disease, so you got to be able to cut it out quickly, all right? So uh, in the DePiro chapter, not DePiro, DePiro is pharmacy, uh, pharmacotherapy, DeVita Oncology. Uh, in, in this DeVita chapter, these authors must be from, from Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center because they, they talk a lot about MSKCC's data, and 
they look at site of disease and overall survival. And the best prognostic factor of how well you're gonna, how likely you are to survive, is if your sarcoma is in the extremity or the trunk, because that should be an easier site to resect fully. The worst is if the disease is in the retroperitoneal cavity uh, or intra-abdominal, right? Because it's going to be wrapping around vital organs. You can't cut it very well, cut it out very well. And then in between is head, neck, location, visceral, and other sites of disease, okay? Now, the DaVita chapter takes things and looks at a little bit differently. And when we think about drug therapy for disease, it's primarily a surgical disease. So drugs are you know, we're not the main actor, we're not the supporting actor, we're the quirky character actor that provides a little spunk in the movie of sarcomas here, all right? So the way that they present this is think of soft tissue sarcomas as either diseases that are simple, genetically, like there's, a, there's one primary translocation in the genome that we see, or one mutation that we see, or complex, okay? And here is how they do it, all right? None of this stuff is, in my opinion, the details aren't mad here, but just listen to the volume of things that are simple, translocation. So myxoid or round cell liposarcoma, UN sarcoma, uh, desmoplastic round cell tumor, synovial sarcoma, alveolar rhabdos, uh, myosarcoma, alveolar soft uh, sarcoma, soft tissue sarcoma, I can't read my own writing, dermatofibrosarcoma, protuberans, uh, extraskeletal myxoid chondrosarcoma, solitary fibrous tumor, and uh, hemangio pericytoma, um, then the simple mutations are the desmoid fibromatosis, the complex genomic soft tissue sarcomas are liposarcoma, which can be well differentiated, de-differentiated, or pleomorphic, myxofibrosarcoma, undifferentiated pleomorphic sarcoma, lyomyosarcoma, uh, uh, malignant peripheral nerve sheath tumor, which often has NF1 abnormalities, nerve fibromatosis 1 gene, uh, and then angiosarcoma, cancer of endothelial cells, all right? So, and then there's a mixed rhabdomyosarcoma, which is kind of in between. So if you think of it that way, you're going to start to maybe appreciate why these cancers are, are, are very hard to treat uh, with drugs. They're complex genomes, often cases, which probably confer a lot of chemo resistance. Now, the unicorn in all this is gastrointestinal stromal tumor, GIST where there is primarily the KIT and platelet-derived growth factor alpha mutations, which are both inhibited by imatinib, which makes GIST very different from all these other soft tissue sarcomas uh, in the treatment. With GIST surgery still key, imatinib uh, in the adjuvant setting is, is wonderful at, at leading to prolonged survival uh, in these folks. So that's kind of how I have started to think about sarcomas here, right? So it's a surgical disease. We got to get surgery uh, to cure these folks if we want to. And even the folks who have surgical resection, half of that disease comes back again. Half of these people uh, unfortunately die from their disease, okay? So, uh, and it's not a very chemosensitive disease. The most active drug uh, is doxorubicin within the metastatic setting. It gives you response rates of 15 to 20%, you add ifosmide, that goes up to 25, 30%. Um, so it's not a very chemosensitive disease. Um, the, the way that many of these are approached is based on um, the what is gonna get us our best surgical resection. So if you have a small disease, or a small side disease that can be cured easily with surgery, you just do surgery. And then maybe adjuvant chemo with an anthracycline-based regimen improves your overall survival. Single studies uh, are, are small. This is the other problem with sarcomas. It's a rare disease. It's hard to get people on study. So if you look at any soft tissue sarcoma studies, it's hard to generalize the results to any individual subtype of sarcoma 
because it's a hodgepodge of different sarcomas. Uh, so there'll be you know some leiomyosarcomas in there, there'll be some rhabdomyosarcomas, some peripheral nerve sheath tumors, and the total sample size will be like 50, and it's really hard to extrapolate that to any one tumor type because the numbers are so low. So as the authors state in this DaVita chapter, you know, you know, if you look at the meta-analyses, you will see some overall survival benefit, but all the individual studies are, have very small power to detect, you know, clinically meaningful improvements in overall survival. So uh, the take-home point here is there's probably uh, an improvement in overall survival with adjuvant chemo, but surgery is the most important thing, and maybe adjuvant chemo improves the cure rate afterwards. Now, what if you can't do surgery, right? What if, what if it's a, a, a retroperitoneal mass uh, that's wrapping around a, a vital organ or, or blood vessel, uh, well then hopefully neoadjuvant chemo will work. And, and neoadjuvant chemo has a role in, in large tumors, more than 10 centimeters, it's what's it's what written in the uh, the chapter, and then high-grade tumors. So those grade three tumors are more likely to be chemosensitive, the more aggressive. There's hopefully a role for neoadjuvant that can then make the surgery easier uh, for those diseases. Now, um, in addition to doxorubicin and ifosmide, decarbazine has some role, but probably doesn't improve uh, anything in addition to just uh, doxorubicin and ifosfamide. Um, there's uh, some pizopinib uh, data, there's some dasatinib data for individual subtypes of sarcomas, trabectidin, especially for uh, myxoid round cell liposarcoma and leiomyosarcoma. Um, taxane, so like paclitaxel, has good data for uh, angiosarcoma, but doesn't have a whole lot for anything else. Uh, it's just, it's a tough disease to talk about. It's a tough disease to wrap your head around. Uh, and from an oncology pharmacy perspective, the drugs are of sadly minimal importance uh, outside of, of GIST. Um, in, um, you know, in, in Ewing sarcoma, for example, we know there's, there's really good data, and, especially from PEDS and rhabdomyosarcoma in PEDS of using uh, like VAC followed by IE, so it's vincristine, doxorubicin, and cyclophosphamide alternating with cycles of ifosmide and etoposide. And that data from Ewing sarcoma and rhabdomyosarcoma in kids has been extrapolated to other soft tissue sarcomas, um, but has not been shown to be as helpful in adults as in pediatrics and adolescents. And these complex sarcomas that I talk about um, from a genomic standpoint are more likely to happen in, in our patients in their 50s and 60s where the simple sarcomas, uh, genomically simple, more likely to cure people uh, younger, say, in, in their 30s. Um, this is a disease, when I see a, a, a leiomyosarcoma, an angiosarcoma, uh, whatever it is, I, I have to go to, to the guidelines and look up what this is, and, and more often than not, when I go to like the NCCN guidelines and I see for, I'm just going to pick one here, alveolar soft tissue sarcoma, and you go to that section, uh, and it's got the preferred regimen there for, say, metastatic disease, and you go and you look at the study, more often than not, it's going to be a phase two study. Um, of a whole bunch of different sarcomas. The data are, are not strong, are not great. If you want to make a name for yourself in oncology, uh, you know, find a place where there are a lot of sarcoma patients and do a lot of research because there's a lot left to, to know about, uh, about sarcoma. So, so that's my attempt at sarcoma in a nutshell. Uh, I hope that was helpful. Uh, it was helpful for me to go through that, uh, at least uh, for my own approach, to think about uh, uh, and really maybe have a better understanding of why these diseases are so hard to treat, complex genomically, chemo-insensitive, and, um, and, and surgically sometimes hard to resect, which uh, often portends uh, that poor prognosis and relapse is pretty common, occurs in half patients who do have surgical resection. So that's uh, a sarcoma in a nutshell, mostly soft tissue sarcoma. 
not so much osteosarcoma where we do have cisplatin, uh, high-dose methotrexate uh, can have a role in addition to iphosphamide and doxorubicin. Uh, thank you for listening. You can follow me on, uh, on Twitter at FarmDetonit. Follow the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram at OncoFarmPod. And until I talk to you again, remember, doses matter. Thank you.